Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. For those people that don't know, like just to take it super high level, what is a chatbot? And you mentioned Facebook, but then you said other places as well. So like, how should we think about chatbot in general? Like, where are the places that this shows up? And, you know, this is basically... If I were going to summarize it, this is automating, this is creating marketing automation for DMs, more or less, right? Exactly right. And the way that we define chatbots is one-to-one conversations at scale, which has never been possible Mm. in history because even though conversations have always been a part of business, you know, somebody walks into a store, they want to know a little bit more and then they buy something from you or they come back later on. Now we're doing that at scale online, but the conversation part of it still hadn't been scaled up until chatbots on Facebook Messenger actually became available. So 2016 was when chatbot uses for marketing and sales really became a thing. Before that, there were chatbots in other use cases. You know, there's different apps that allow you to talk to them. You know, it's a little bit more of an automated system. That's been going on since the 1900s, essentially. But now with Facebook Messenger having led the way for chatbot automation from a business to user standpoint, that is directly for discovery for sales, for customer support, for retention of members, et cetera. All those use cases really started to blow up in 2016. And so when we talk about other channels right now- this is totally new. I mean, this is brand new stuff going on, which is why I wanted to talk to you because I was like, whoa, to what you just said, the reason I think this is so powerful is it is one-to-one conversations, which most of you know, this is how I started. I started out going door-to-door when I was in college, knocking on doors, it sucked. It was so painful and hard, but there was nothing faster than having a one-on-one conversation with someone where I could take them from never heard of me to here is some money than a one-on-one conversation, like in a 20-minute window. And what you just said, Natasha, about one-on-one conversations at scale that are automated, I mean, I think this is a huge part of the future. Absolutely. And to go back to your second question about the different channels, Facebook Messenger, hands down, is the best place, the most affordable, the most accessible place, channel, if you will, to start out with, regardless of business type or industry. Because all you need is a Facebook page, which ideally you are already utilizing for your business, right? You're posting ideally a few times a week, engaging with people there, using all the other wonderful features on Facebook, as well as running ads. And so when you attach a Facebook messenger bot to that page, then not only can people come to your page and just message you, but you can also leverage it for Facebook ads and use it in so many different types of campaigns and use cases in terms of messaging apps, we have Facebook Messenger, Instagram, and WhatsApp. So just to 
bring us back for a moment. Facebook in 2019 announced that they wanted to create a way for all three platforms to talk to each other. They called it interoperability. So we're going to just get technical for a moment. And their goal with it. Yeah, was that, that sounds it sounds like an expensive word. That sounds smart. Yeah, make me sound make me <laughs> it sound does, smart. It does. <laughs> and so their whole goal was you know, with different demographics and audiences preferring different channels, you may have, let's say, a mom who loves talking to friends, business, et cetera, on Facebook Messenger, but then maybe her, you know, 20-year-old daughter loves only using Instagram DM, maybe WhatsApp a little bit. And so they could talk to each other on their platforms that they love. So let's say the daughter's on Instagram messaging or DM and the mom's, let's say, on Facebook Messenger. She can message Uh. the Instagram profile of her daughter while staying on Facebook Messenger. Daughter's going to be on Instagram DM, right? Messaging mom on Messenger, but they're going to have their own experiences in the platforms that they know and love. And grandma's on WhatsApp talking to her (laughs) homegirls over over in Singapore about some investment deals. So they can all be chatting in their native platform. That's cool. I never even realized that. Exactly. And so Facebook has already rolled that out. Maybe some of you have seen that and you'll see more and more of it where on Messenger, you might have gotten a notification or on Instagram that says, hey, now you can talk to your Facebook friends here in this inbox. So they've already started the process. But the reason why you know any of you guys should give a crap about this is because that means that businesses who are currently set up on Facebook Messenger will be able to leverage more and more of that automation on those other platforms. We're currently already mm. testing Instagram DM bots and WhatsApp bots in private beta with Facebook. And that's going to wow. be rolled out to more and more businesses this year. So that long story short, you know, going back to my concept about choosing different channels, Facebook Messenger is the guinea pig. Like you should be on there yesterday because you can be testing out conversational psychology for your audience. Like what do people actually want to talk to you about? What are the use cases that'll bring the most ROI to your business? And all of that translates to any other channel in the future, SMS, Instagram, WhatsApp, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, conversational psychology, like there's the term right there of which those of us from the old school, because you know, I'm almost 40, which makes me like an old gray haired person in this industry now is, you know, this was human to human sales. It was actual like one-on-one, like quote unquote, like hand-to-hand combat of persuasion. And now this is happening. And so before we talk about all the things it can do, I need you to help me get past a psychological block that I have, which is Number one, it's this idea of feeling like I'm pretending that people are talking to me, but they're not actually talking to me. And so that's number one. And then there's like a couple of worries. One is like, okay, I don't want to mislead people to somehow make them think that they're actually talking to me when they're not, even though if I write it, it's kind of like I am. It's the same thing. My assistant has a set of responses right now that she'll copy and paste as me because it's like, that's what I would type if I were there. (laughs) The other part of it is making sure that it doesn't ever do something that I wouldn't do that like, oh gosh, I would, I would never say that. So how do I get past that emotional like roadblock before we get into the technical part? 
Sure. And those are great questions that I think, especially for personal brands, really important to consider and think about. Totally. For the number, the first thing that you mentioned, right, around ultimately you're asking, you know, what should the persona of the bot be? Like, how should we position this so that people think of this as a helpful automation, almost like a personal concierge to help them with whatever they need, rather than positioning it as this is Rory, you know, and I'm here right now talking to you. It's actually illegal um, in some US states to have a chatbot pretend that it is a human. So -hmm. there are laws in place in the world that essentially prevent you from doing this anyways. And, you know, it's not super ethical to say I'm actually here when you're not. So the way that we typically position this for personal brands is that we'll say something like, we'll either give the bot its own persona and say, hey, I'm, you know, Jennifer. Yeah, exactly. You know, Uh I'm Jennifer. I'm Rory's personal concierge. I'm here to help you with whatever you need from brand builders group. Like, let's get into it. You know, which of the things are you looking for? Just as like an example, or you could say, Hey, this is Rory's bot. I'm not here right now, but I did create all of this for you. And I'm excited for you to go through this experience so that I can serve you 24 seven, you know, insert other benefits that make sense to your audience. So those are two ways. I think that that's really cool it. because that's how I think of, even how I think of a funnel is like, I'm not here with you live, right. but it's like, this is my brain. Like if we were having a conversation, I would be telling you the same thing you're seeing on this video, which is not that different from a podcast or anything else, I guess. That's actually a great analogy that I haven't really mentioned in the past, but I mean, 100%. You know, if you're viewing anything pre recorded or pre written online, that person's not there How's writing it, it live to you. So, right. I like Rory's bot. Plus, I could give him like some awesome alter ego and he could be like way more confident than I am and like really <laughs> smooth talking and like really handsome. Exactly. So, this is Rory's bot. And then, how do I go about doing this? Because when I think about a conversation, my mind goes to, what makes a conversation a conversation is there's like an infinite number of possibilities the conversation could go. And how do I get my mind wrapped around the idea that we could actually structure a conversation somehow that would feel like a conversation, but still be scripted enough that you could automate it without me writing like a hundred thousand, like, do you use like a decision tree to do this? Or like, how do you actually map this out? Yeah. So a lot of people will come at it from that perspective, which is why they get overwhelmed of like, there's so many things that we could do with this. You know, me, if yeah. I'm a personal brand, I'm that's overwhelmed. Trying to serve someone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this feel that way as well, if they've tried to tackle this. And so what it comes down to is simplifying it down to one specific use case. Let's start there that you want to start okay. with. So if we go back to my original example of somebody wanting to, let's say, come into your business, learn more and see if they can book a call with you or or, you know, buy something low ticket to better understand, know that your chatbot shouldn't be able to do everything a human could do. It should be able to handle specific use cases. And those expectations should be set at the beginning of the conversation. So let's say that you are setting up a chatbot with one use case, let's say one campaign that is going to help leads book calls. You're going to qualify them, let's say for your coaching program, and you are then going to allow them to book a call. Or if you find that they're not qualified, then maybe you send them to a lower ticket offer or something free. That's one campaign, one conversation that you technically already have scripts for, right? If you got on the phone today and someone's like, Hey, I am XYZ business owner trying to do whatever my goal is, then, you know, what should I do with you guys? And then you would have probably specific questions that you are already thinking of right now that you would want to ask them. What's your revenue? How much are you spending on ads, marketing, et cetera? How many people are on your team? Whatever it might be. 
those qualifying questions that you might even actually already have written out on like, let's say a discovery call form Mm -hmm. or something of the like an application. And you put all of that into the conversation, keeping in mind to always give the person opportunity to speak. So it should very much so always be a back and forth, right? Of like you asking the question that, you know, you need to know the answer of the person sharing that and then saying, great, thanks for sharing that going back and forth, back and forth. And then at the end, the expectation you set at the beginning of, Hey, I'm going to let you know what I think the best next step is for us in this relationship, then you share that at the end. And technically you already have this all mapped out inside of your head. You just need to get it out into a conversation. And going back to expectations, just one last thing to say here, because, you know, you bringing up the concept of, well, there's so many different things I could pull up and things I could say. Again, it all comes down to the fact that if somebody were to message you and say, hey, tell me a joke or like, I need help with this super random thing. You're like, I'm not going to help you with that. <laughs> like That's not what we're here for. And so in the same way, your bot should just be able to handle things like that, which is very easy to implement at like a minimum viable level. So you can just say, hey, you know, I can't help with that at the moment, but here's what I can do. I can help you understand what the next step would be if we were to work together. Does that all make sense? Yeah. So I just, if I'm going to write out a script to go, what's your goal with your personal brand? What are you struggling with? Are you hoping to write a book one day? Did you know that we could help you with that? Like that's a pretty straight path to a free call, but planning for the other stuff of like, oh, they asked me for a joke. Well, you know, tell me a joke. Or they asked me, do you just kind of like have a set of templates you walk people through that says, you know, you need to write something for this and you need to write something for that. And yeah. And are so- there a thousand or are there like five? So when you first start out, there will be more like five, because what you should build into your bot initially is what we call the fallback. And that's pretty common language in conversation design, Uh which is that if you don't have specific triggers set up, like let's say someone says personal brand inside of your bot, then you might want, that's a little bit vague still, let's say something more specific, like I want to work with you. (laughs) Then if somebody says something like that, you can set up a trigger so that when someone messages you that, then you would send a specific response. But if they sent, hey, tell me a joke, plus a thousand plus other random things someone could send you, they'll all get directed to this fallback that says, you know, you can test a few varieties of that. Like, hey, you know, I'm learning every day, so I'm not smart enough to answer that right now, but here's what I can help you with. Or like, hey, you know what? We actually don't help with that, but here's what I can help you with. And just always letting people be able to reply to that and say, okay, then just kidding. You know, maybe I was looking for something else or no thanks, or they might need to talk to a human or go to your help center. So there's always different paths to kind of take people through and just close the loop. But you should not feel any pressure to have to have all those different triggers available for the most random things. Like you'll get that data in over the first few months of the chatbot running and you'll know what you actually need to implement in terms of those triggers. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, And thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. So how much of this is kind of like a mapped out decision tree? If they say this, you say this, or you ask them a question and it's like, this answer goes here, this answer goes here. 
How much of it is that versus like artificial intelligence where you're just basically like, is it artificial intelligence or is this more like a decision tree that you're mapping out? Yeah. So those are two different levels of, let's say, chatbot marketing slash conversation design. And so the AI level is something that we, from a marketing perspective, we add that on as a layer on top of the decision tree. So the decision tree would be a sales and marketing conversation, even customer support style conversation that we create inside of a specific chatbot platform for a channel like Facebook Messenger. And then as we start to see the data coming in for what people are saying, as well as just like random conversations that aren't related to this, because people can message your Facebook page anytime about anything they want. So getting all that data in, then we can start to stack the AI on top of that. So it can make sure people are going to what they need to essentially. And it can answer more questions that maybe didn't start in a specific use case that are, you know, just incoming questions or messages um, that don't have to do with a specific campaign. Effectively, you start with a decision tree. Like you're saying, pick one objective. Like I want to get more people into this funnel or more people to request a call or more people to click on this link or whatever. And you just kind of like write a conversation for that. And then after you've got data coming in, then you can layer AI on later. Exactly right. In terms of the technology that you're using to do this, because I see this as like, you know, there's a little bit of an emotional part here, which we talked about. And then there's like a strategy part, which is the decision tree and the conversational design. And then there's a technology part. This is like drift, right? Is that the tool? Like, because there's a tool that you have to actually use to integrate with Facebook to, to build all this out, right? And there's different ones. Is there pretty much like only one that you're using or are there like three or like what are the industry best standards here? Like are there a hundred already or how many are there we really looking at? Yeah, there are quite a few platforms available, but just like there are a gazillion platforms available for email marketing and you're looking at like five to 10 top industry leading platforms, same thing here. There are a gazillion platforms you could choose from, but the tech stack for chatbots just looks a little bit different than email marketing, although similar aspects, like there's some crossover for sure. So for example, we will start with a no code chatbot platform because we come at this from the marketing perspective and At this point, it doesn't make sense to code your own entire bot. It takes a lot of maintenance. It's kind of like managing a WordPress site, but like 10X. You know, you're having to update things all the time, et cetera. Whereas if you use a out-of-the-box solution, so what we primarily use is called ManyChat. And Ah. that platform allows us to build everything we need to. They manage all the development code side of things, but we can still customize on top of that and add custom code and things that we want to. So that's one example of a platform that you could go to, similar like using, you know, Infusionsoft, Drip, et cetera, for email marketing, but you would have this dedicated platform for your chatbot channels. So I basically, if I set up a ManyChat account, M-A-N-Y chat is how this is, y'all. So I set up ManyChat you know, I integrate it with my Facebook and then it pulls me into some interface where I'm going, if this, then that, if this, then that, if this, then that, and you basically just write it out. Yes. So you can create the entire backend automation as well as the content that users would see all inside of there. It's kind of like a CRM plus, you know, content slash campaign management platform. Uh Uh-huh. And then are you able to basically like look at all those conversations or export them after to like analyze and go, okay, here's what happened here. This person, you know, all these people are asking this and we're sending them to the wrong thing. I mean, is that, 
Definitely. There are a few different perspectives on this though, and also more advanced techniques. So when you're first starting out, like you can be reading through all the conversations happening just to be searching for certain areas where maybe the bot dropped the ball, you want to adjust copy or like, oh, that actually was confusing, right? So that's kind of level one of just taking a look at everything. Now, level two would be to actually attach an analytics platform. So that would be another step in the tech stack. There are tools out there, for example, Dashbot, that's a D-A-S-A. H bot. And there's also a platform literally called bot analytics. And both of those allow you to plug in whatever channel it is, Facebook messenger or otherwise, and it'll analyze all the messages coming in. So it'll tell you literally everything that you would want to know, right? What's the most common word someone is saying to the bot? How many messages are coming in every day and anything else in between? So, so there's a lot of great data that comes from that, that Mm. then you can use to optimize your experiences. And one other thing that I'll just add to this, because even though you didn't directly ask this, I think it's still a question that lingers. I didn't know what to ask, Natasha. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) No, no, this this is is perfect. This is so like next level. We would call this phase three for us. Like, like there's so many other things you got to get right before you do this. Like definitely, but like once you have your foundation and your principles set and like, this can be something that can create exponential growth. It seems like it feels like. Yeah. And let me say that it's amazing. You guys have those two phases before you add on things like this, because when businesses are at, let's say a phase one, as you guys define it, and they try to add a chatbot into their business, It's just not going to do a whole lot for them. Yep. They've got to have all those other pillars of their business there. They have to have an established business really in order to capitalize on this. So if you're listening to this and you're just starting out, a chatbot can support you in a certain use case, right? Make things a little bit easier for you, but understand you're not going to get full advantage of a chatbot until you're well-established. The question that I should have asked that I didn't ask that you were going to answer was what? Yes. Just around essentially transferring data between your CRM, email marketing platform, let's say, for example, or if you use something else, ActiveCampaign, Infusionsoft, you know, the list goes on there and something like ManyChat or your chatbot platform of choice. And so when you integrate those together, whether it's natively, which is an option and we don't need to go down, you know, very logistical paths, but long story short, there's a way for them to connect to each other. And from there, you can pass data in between them so that if somebody took some important actions inside of the bot, or maybe didn't complete, let's say a lead qualification form inside of the bot questions that you were asking, and you already sent follow-ups in the bot, the user still hasn't replied. Well, maybe you send them an email and you can trigger that through, you know, your email marketing platform, but you can Uh also just have all that data seamlessly integrated so that then when it comes time to, like you said, pull certain data out of like, let's say you want to see all the responses coming in for those questions. When people go to book a call inside of the bot, you can put that not only into just like a Google sheet, but also have that in your other platforms for your business. So you've got Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. This is different than a chat bot on your website, or is it similar? Great question, because I know you mentioned Drift earlier, and I was going to get to this. We've been going a little bit all over the place, but I love it because we're covering quite a bit of ground that is all adjacent, right? And these are all questions that people have when they're first just trying to figure out what the hell this is. So so a website live chat, which you can go to pretty much any website these days, and there'll be a little thing in the bottom, which actually fun fact now, most of the big enterprises ever since COVID really hit the US are all using a chatbot. So next time you go to Mm -hmm. literally any 
website, your bank, government websites, etc. You will see automated chat there, which is really cool. But historically, that's all been, you know, humans who will come online and actually answer things like with Drift or with Intercom. So the difference between using one of those widgets where you don't know anything about the user before they tell you it. So you have to say, hey, you know, I'm here to help you, but what's your name? What's your email? Maybe there's other things that they need from you in order to help you as a user. With Facebook Messenger, what Facebook has enabled businesses to do is actually capture a certain set of information about every person opting in. So whether you message the page directly on Facebook or you go to their website and opt into a little widget that looks the same as like another website live chat, but it's actually Facebook Messenger, but it's happening on that website page. Yeah, you can take your Facebook Messenger and basically put it on your site. Correct. Yes. And so the page itself or the business in this case would receive the first name, the last name, gender, time zone, and language of that person who's opting in based on their Facebook profile information. So that's one of the biggest advantages is that unlike website live chat, you're getting that information and that conversation will now follow that person because if they leave your website, well, guess what? They've got Facebook Messenger on their computer, on their phone, mobile app, right? And so you can follow up with them. They can follow up with you and it just becomes a seamless transition. Whereas with website live chat, that's the only website page you can actually Mm -hmm. have that conversation on. And then it might get moved over to email if you've ever had that experience, but it's not the same as it all being on one channel. And can you broadcast push a message once somebody has been chatting with you on messenger can you basically kind of like flip the conversation where it's more like a text blast that you would like push out a notification or no Yes, there are some changes that have happened over the last few years that make it different from like just sending out an email campaign, like blasting that out, let's say to an entire list. There are certain rules now around when you can do that, what those messages contain. But long story short, it's definitely a critical part of a strategy to monetize your messenger Mm -hmm. list because everyone who now talks to your page, as soon as you connect a platform like ManyChat they now become a subscriber on your list, just like somebody would become an email list subscriber. So you can definitely leverage them in that way to send out broadcasts, promotions, new content releases, launches, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you can integrate this with your marketing automation tool, either natively or third party, but that you can follow the conversation with them across multiple platforms, that you can add AI on top of it, that you can incorporate analytics to pull all the trends out of this. You can strategically design these decision trees however you want. I mean, this is freaking nuts. Like, And it's a conversation, a one-on-one conversation. It's totally interactive. It's not like email. This is amazing. So anyways, y'all, so here's what we want you to do. Of course, you can go find Natasha Takahashi online the school of bots. We'll put links to that in our profile. But here's what I would love you to do is if you want to learn more about this, go to brandbuildersgroup.com forward slash chatbots. And you can learn more about some of the stuff that Natasha is up to and her team. And we're going to learn more about this. And we're going to, I think we're going to see more of Natasha in their game because they're, they're doing it. And this is a huge part of the future. So Natasha, any other last little thoughts that you would leave people with? Um, I think the biggest reminder is starting simple. I know it sounds stupid and silly, but as with anything in business, it really is the key to success with this, to not feel overwhelmed, but to take what Rory and I just talked about and understand that just starting with one use case, getting a win there, proving the channel for your business, and then expanding from there and 
expanding and scaling to the moon, whatever you want to do with it is possible, but prove the channel for your business first. Um, And we're happy to help you do that and get clarity on it. So go ahead and check out the link that Rory mentioned. School of bots, my friends. This stuff makes me feel like I'm so far behind, but inspires me that there's a lot to learn and a big future ahead. Natasha, we wish you the best. Thanks so much. And thanks for listening. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free lifetime access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we will get you set up with free lifetime access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation.